Hey, what's up, everybody? Lil Pablo from 27th here giving you a brief update on the situation for episode five. Not sure what happened exactly, but unfortunately went through some technical difficulties, so apologies on that end. With that being said, though, still got some great snippets from my conversation with Josh Solentino, who's another great friend of mine. He writes for The Athletic and covers the Green Bay Packers, a historic, historic football team. If you're very familiar with that, Josh and I had some great conversations, and I wanted to give you guys a snippet, luckily, too, He's going to be back next week. I am also in the transition of moving downstate from Chicago and actually into Peoria, Illinois, my second home, my alma mater too at Bradley University. I am actually going to be starting, actually just started this week with a sports reporter weekend anchor position at WEEK. Super excited for this opportunity to cover a lot of teams in the central Illinois area. Nonetheless, though, once again, want to transition back to episode five. So thank you again, everybody, so much for the support. Show us some love on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Give us a call at the voicemail, 312-899-6875. Other than that, though, Looking forward to you guys listening to this small snippet from the conversation I had with Josh. Other than that, though, once again, thank you so, so much for your support. And stay tuned as we get back to regularly scheduled, uh, regularly scheduled schedule, I guess, uh, next week. Well, Josh, it sounds like week one was a crazy one. Sunday Night Football, I totally remember that game. Kyle Fuller, really, Kyle Fuller had that interception in his hands. And all of a sudden, that I won't—I want to say it was that next pass too, that that went to Randall Cobb. Uh, it was that that just re- he returned it all the way back. Well, not returned it all the way back to the house technically because it was a pass play, but still, it's just that it was a it was a quick slant pass, and all of a sudden Randall Cobb was gone, and and that that just kind of put the dagger in Bears fans' hearts. Week one, it's a new team, it's fresh. To get a win at Lambeau would have been the sweetest thing ever, but lo and behold, Aaron Rodgers just proving why he was the greatest of all time. Josh, though, the other coverage, though, of course, you're always at the games, you're covering the Packers, but the other thing, too, that I noticed recently, and this is a great story, was you got to hang out with Lane Taylor of the Green Bay Packers, not to discuss football, but I'll, you know what, I'll let you talk about it, what what were you hanging out with Lane Taylor for? Yeah, it's um, actually pinned to my Twitter right now. So you guys check out my Twitter, at JCT Sports, uh, one of my most recent stories on The Athletic. And just during the bye week, you know, I just was able to uh, go to Lane's house. He opened his doors to um, myself, and, you know, his family was there. And he, man, he made a lot of barbecue. It was uh fantastic it was delicious and you know was able to to really capture the scene um of just uh you know what this guy loves to do off the field and uh i think of the athletic with what we do um it really allows us to it has that space for us to tell these types of stories the stories that you know away from the day-to-day coverage and um i think it turned out to be a a great thing you know i lane smoked some barbecue and you know when i was in kansas city last year uh, i had a roommate and we had a smoker and we were smoking man so many types of meats uh, almost every weekend the house was always smelling like barbecue and you know through conversations with lane found out he was a big big smoker and griller and he um fired up one of his seven grills for man i think 20 hours And he made a lot of barbecue, uh, four slabs of ribs and one very, very good brisket. And just had had a lot of barbecue, was able to to tell the scene. And um, it was a a great, great 
story and um, very grateful for Lane Taylor. Packers left guard, starting left guard, um, was able to, to tell that story. Thanks for playing oh, that, man. It's <laughs> No, absolutely, yeah. No, it's it's well. Right now, as we're recording right now, it's ten a.m. on Friday, and now all you've got me thinking about is our barbecue <laughs> ribs and brisket. Yeah, man. And uh, honestly, oh it was God, the. Oh, how was it? Honestly, I mean, there there's not that many food choices up here in Green Bay, but there are still some decent options, and you know, all mm. at the same time on the same breath. A lot of cheese. Yeah, a lot of cheese, and a lot of cheese, um, and. <laughs> You know, under the same breath, I haven't explored much, but I think I've explored a decent amount to know, you know, the kind of the food scene here. And, you know, it's not too much because it's Green Bay, you know, not not too much up here. But I think, you know, Lane Taylor's Barbecue, I think, you know, he should start his restaurant or something after his football career is over because that's definitely, um, if not the best, definitely some of the top food that I've had since I've uh, moved up here a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, but yeah, other than that, it, it sounds like. Oh, oh I got to ask you this: the two final question with being, uh, being with Lane Taylor and uh, the barbecue. What, uh, what was, what was your favorite out of all the meats that were smoked over there? You got to pick one. Which one would it be? Oh man, I mean, there were really only three options, but all three of them were so good. You know, he's the the ribs he divided in half with what he seasoned and um, sauced and. Man, that brisket was it was just so good. If you check out the the, the article, there's there's pictures on there, and mm-hmm. uh, man, it was just so juicy and so tender, and kind of just uh, definitely the brisket. And I'm a brisket guy. Like well, elsewhere where I go in Kansas City, down in Texas, we were just in Houston not too long ago for that uh, AHA National um, Annual Conference convention. That yes, sir. that was uh, the beginning of August, right? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was right at the start of August. Yeah, and we had some delicious brisket options down there. So I'm a brisket guy, so I definitely have to have to go with the brisket. How about you, Pablo? What's your favorite type of BBQ? Whew, uh, I I would definitely say I I'd, I'd have to I'd have to jump on that too and go with brisket. Uh, especially what I like the type of barbecue style that I like too is Texas. I like kind of more that that smoky. Uh, that that type of flavor. I in, in all honesty, I'm not much of a sauce guy, and, and people are, are kind of thrown off by that. But I like, like I said, I like the Texas style, especially a, a good hearty brisket. Um, and oh my god, I'm just thinking about it right now too. And my mouth is legit, like it's, <laughs> my mouth is watering just thinking about that right now. Um, but I'm a brisket guy for sure. And and that place that we went to, oh, I can't remember what it was called in Houston, but. That was really good. Uh, that was a good brisket, and I'm trying to think. And you, you throw in some good coleslaw. You get cornbread, mac and cheese, whatever the sides are. And and if you're if you're feeling really adventurous um, by the end of it, and uh, you want to go with banana or no, not banana, uh, bread pudding by the end of that. Oh my God, you um, you're gonna be done though for a little bit. You you don't want to move after after you have yeah, that. Yeah, man, type of you meal, can't forget a, sure. You can't forget about the sides and dessert. And at, at Lane's, he's um. You know, he's the grill master, and he loves his wife, Casey, also, you know, terrific, terrific family. She, uh, She's the one that makes the sides, so you definitely can't forget those those much-needed sides, man. Man, you got me hungry at, at 10 o'clock, right? In line, you know, talking about my own story, and <laughs> we're talking about Texas barbecue, man. I miss it. I'm, I need to figure out what I'm having for lunch. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's, it is coming up. It is coming up on our end, man. Well, you know what? Let's, uh, let's move out of that then so we uh, just uh, look out for our stomachs and our hunger, our appetite right now. <laughs> 
uh, when I was with Josh, when I was uh, when I was talking to you, and this is everybody too. When I was talking to Josh about uh, what we wanted to talk about the show, I actually just kind of pitched. It was kind of funny. I, I said, you know, we haven't done an NBA episode yet, and I would love to, especially with the NBA coming back in. There's there's a lot to talk about already, and I asked Josh, even though he's a he he is a reporter for Green Bay Packers over the <laughs> Athletic, I I wanted to actually do some NBA talk, and, and Josh is like. Well, we, there is a lot going on too, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. So we're gonna we're gonna do what we can. Oh my god, my mouth! I'm not gonna lie, dude. My mouth is still watering, and I can't <laughs> stop thinking about ribs. All right, we really need to transition into this. Um, we we want to talk about you know all the the big four sports, Josh. All the leagues and the big four are going through something big right now. Uh, you've got. You got the NBA season starting up, of course. Major League Baseball's in the World Series. Go Dodgers, by the way. Uh, you've <laughs> you've got uh, the NHL, who's also starting some things up, and the NFL is in is in full swing in their regular season right now. So it's a great time for sports fans of the Big Four leagues. What would you think, Josh? Yeah, man. It's, uh, I mean, we can go wherever you want with it. I, you know, obviously, um, basketball is probably my favorite sport. You know, to, to play. Do you like the way they dribble up and down the court? Yeah, <laughs> what a what a song and what a movie. Like Mike, man, that was a not my favorite oh, movie, but it's definitely a uh, one of my favorite basketball movies for sure. Probably favorite basketball movie though has to be Space Jam. <laughs> oh, absolutely, Space Jam two. Supposedly, I wonder how that's going to be, but you can't you can't replace the OG. You there's a reason why there's a Space Jam two that's being made is because Space Jam was was just awesome. Yeah, um, everyone, you got a good Mike secret. Everyone's hating on, you know, Space Jam 2, and they're like, you know, you know, you can't, and obviously you can't recreate what, um, in terms of production with, you know, with MJ, and and not just that, you know, the, the, the guy Michael oh, Jordan was, um, but I'm kind of looking forward to seeing LeBron and, and, you know, what he can do, you know, with his personality, mm-hmm. obviously he's um, turned himself, you know, basically from the enemy to a, a well-liked guy in the NBA, I think. Um, the tide has kind of turned in terms of people and, you know, their perspective of him since his time with the Heat and uh, going back to Cleveland and getting getting that ring for them. And, you know, just following his career now, he's turned into a likable guy, and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what Space Jam 2 brings. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And uh, here, we'll, uh, like I told you when we were prepping for the show, sometimes I like to go off the rails. This is kind of putting you on the spot. But, Josh, if you were to pick – because I mean, the the guys, the guys in Space Jam, the Monstars, they didn't just get these powers; they got them from NBA players. If you were to pick some NBA players right now for Space Jam Two, because I'm almost certain that's exactly what it's going to be like, who are the guys that you put in Space Jam Two to play against LeBron James and uh, the Toon Squad? Man, who are the Monstars? Oh, yeah, who are who are the? I've got two in mind already, and I'm almost I I would I would be surprised if these guys. No, actually, you know what? I've got three now. I've got three. Oh man! <laughs> when I'm thinking of monsters, I'm thinking of just big, big guys. I'm thinking of Cat, Carl Anthony <laughs> Towns, and man, um, Ooh, that's maybe a good one. maybe Bobin, maybe Bobin <laughs> at the Clippers. Ooh, uh, he, I oh, think he God, definitely yeah, belongs no. in there in terms of uh, discussion. He kind of fits the bill. Our friend uh, June Lee over at Bleacher Report was able to hang out with him and. Uh, you know, produced a, a pretty funny clip. Uh, I think Bobin definitely would be on Monstars for for Space Jam Two set. How about you? That, oh my goodness! Uh, you know what? I'll complete the team 
and I'll go with my three. I'll go with Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, yeah. I think that's your Monstars team right there. Oh, I think that's, that, that's, that's a good picture. <laughs> I think well, let's let's go over there. Uh, I'll, we'll we'll call Warner Brothers. We'll say, hey, we've got the idea of who we want. You you and me. We'll 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 go. We'll we'll establish this power right now. Go. So what I want you right now to do, Josh, is. See what flights uh, we we could head over to Burbank, <laughs> California. We could go to the Warner Brothers studio and we can go pitch this. I know the movie's technically already out there. They've probably already written the script, but this is our team. So we're gonna go with we're gonna go with Russ, Giannis, uh, KAT, AD, and Boban for the monsters. <laughs> Honestly, that's a good. That's that's not a bad squad. Yeah, that's I mean, not a bad squad for man, the monsters. You, you sure you want to do this whole WEK thing? I mean. You, you you definitely have a, a Hollywood type mind, Pablo. <laughs> we just thought of a, a perfect uh, not tuning squad, monster squad. I mean, um, yeah, I think they all fit the bill. And uh, you know, Westbrook. I mean, oh, he's, he's, he's just in there. <laughs> you know what? I will. Uh, I'll, I'll put it in the back. I'll put it in my back pocket right now and, uh, and consider that at the moment. Oh my God! All right. Well, Space Jam Two, starring the Monsters, unofficially. You heard it here first, folks. That's the Monsters squad. Uh, LeBron James actually com- uh, confirmed that with me just right now because you know how close we are. Um, so yeah, no, that sounds sweet. All right, well, yeah, so that's shout uh, out to Boban uh, I mean, <laughs> Yes, shout out to Boban. Um, but yeah, other things with the NBA too. There's been a lot of lopsided wins, uh, not lopsided wins. I'm sorry, lopsided records. And I'm sure uh, Suichi, who we mentioned earlier in the show, and Mark Kim, two great friends of ours as well big Detroit Pistons fans and they are ecstatic that I will also quote Suichi when he said the 82 and O dream is still alive in Detroit for the Pistons. <laughs> Blake Griffin taking down taking down the Philadelphia 76ers earlier this week in a massive monster game. It's it's cool and and uh, Andre Drummond with two 20 point 20 rebound games already. The Pistons are 4 and 0. He's got two of those already under his belt this season. The Pistons are looking good. The team I want to point out, though, last night, too, the Boston Celtics and the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that was that was a game that OKC looked like that they had in the bag, and Boston just came back roaring. I knew that Boston was going to be a strong team from the get-go, especially in the weaker Eastern Conference. But the Thunder's 0-4. The Thunder's 0-4, and, you know, it's you can't help but wonder – if this is going to be something to be concerned about. Josh, what do you think so far about that start for the season? Yeah, I mean, like what you said, the Thunder, I, I caught that game last night too. They they came out strong and, uh, you know, you you see Paul George go back there and you're like, man, what are you thinking? I thought you are going to California. And, um, I just don't see the Thunder like really competing with uh, the Warriors. I think the Warriors kind of have a, a hand on things for – you know, several years, you know, with LeBron going to the West, it's crazy to think, you know, someone else, oh, but absolutely. LeBron James is going to win the East this year. It kind of makes you excited that the whole landscape of things has changed. Um, but I don't think the Thunder is a, I don't think they're going to be competitive for a while. You know, they have one of the best players in the game with, with Russell Westbrook on there, but I just, I, I can't see it happening in you. You know, they're still a fun team to watch. They got guys like Steven Adams, who's always hustling and, you know, shout out to um, you know our heritage. He he's been to the Philippines and he loves Filipino food. Um, quickly, but I just I, I, I just can't see uh, 
the Thunder being successful in the West, you know, in terms of overtaking the Thunder within the next uh, few years. Yeah, it's it's tough. And the Celtics, the, the West I mean, that's a, that's is a already tough, tough Celtics team. You you imagine, you know, you think back to how good they were last year without Gordon Hayward, and then you know they mm-hmm. get him back this year, and he's not even at full strength yet. By the way, the Athletic, you know, we're not completely merging the video, but. Uh, the Athletic did did uh, they did a great series video series on uh, collabed with the Players Tribune on Gordon Hayward. Definitely check it out at the Athletic.com. Oh, yeah. uh, and really, they were able to you know follow Gordon throughout his whole rehab process, and it was a a really good uh, kind of like a movie type feel. I wasn't expecting you know you know being part of my own company, I wasn't expecting what to to see for them to do video for the first time, but very well made. And, you know, Gordon reveals a lot of raw emotion. And, you know, when you see him start to have this success, you know, this comeback they had last night, and you can kind of feel that from just being able to to watch his comeback from his gruesome, gruesome injury last year. And, you know, I could talk forever about the NBA, man. It's my favorite uh, sport, favorite sport to play for sure, basketball. Um, but, and how many more undefeated teams are there? I think there's only three, the, the Raptors, the Pistons, and – and the Bucks. So, um, oh, and the Pelicans. The Pelicans are three and zero. So, what is that? Four teams. There we go. AD from Chicago, baby. Yeah, man. Um, so, you know, obviously, within a, a couple of days now, here and there, um, you know, maybe I don't know. I, I think out of those teams, I think the Raptors and the Bucks have the most. Sorry to Stuichi and Mark Kim, but I think the Raptors and the Bucks have the most um, kind of power to keep this thing going. Uh, but I guess we'll see who keeps the undefeated streak the longest, man. Well, here we go. So there's only one undefeated team, and and I I will tell you, if you looked at this probably, yeah, legit. If you looked at these standings maybe about 10 years ago, this would have been completely flipped. Uh, well, not completely, but pretty close to it. So the Western Conference right now, you've got the New Orleans Pelicans, or the last team that's uh, undefeated in the Western Conference. And at the bottom, you've got the Oklahoma City Thunder. So actually, you know what? You never know. The Phoenix Suns too. They're they are right there at the cellar. The Rockets at one and three. Uh, we'll talk about them in in just a quick second. And now there's three undefeated teams in the Eastern Conference. You've got the Toronto Raptors at the number one, the Milwaukee Bucks at four and zero, oh, and the Detroit Pistons also at four and zero. Oh. The Raptors are at five. And with with that, not controversy, but kind of how the the situation with Demar Derozan and the Kawhi Leonard trade went all about. It's it's a good move. For the Raptors, and Kawhi looks like he's already making an, an immediate impact. It's good to see Kawhi back on the court too after everything that he went through last season. Not really sure if it was the contract dispute, if it was that he was upset with, if he was just upset with San Antonio, or if it was just the injury. We really don't know the full the full story on that. We can only speculate from there. But nonetheless, it's good to see Kawhi back out there doing his thing and playing at the level that that we know that he could play at. Yeah, man, Pablo, I. Um... When you introduced me, you talked about how I balled with uh, Pat Mahomes. Uh, little known fact, I actually have hooped in the same session with Kawhi Leonard. Man, you know, what? you know, to, to have him hooping with normal people, it was it was crazy. He was dunking on us and and you know jumping from the free throw line. It was pulling up from you know half court. It was it was it was crazy. So um, the Raptors though back to. Back to his full-time profession, yeah, the Raptors, they're, they're on a tear. And actually, now that I'm looking at their schedule, they play the Bucks on Monday. So one of these teams 
is going to lose. So uh, that'll be a that'll be a great matchup just seeing Kawhi and, and Giannis go at it. Obviously, they have you know other stars on those teams, but um, man, being up in Wisconsin now, it's, it's like you have to keep more tabs on the Bucks and you know Giannis obviously rising stock. I, I think you. Um, tabbed him as your early MVP if I'm not mistaken but it's it's, it's oh absolutely it's, he's my MVP he is my MVP baby oh yeah definitely right definitely now we're gonna have to keep tabs with with the Bucks and their success because I think you know when it comes down to it I think it's gonna be the Celtics the Raptors and the Bucks um yeah, I'm not sure who that fourth team is when it comes to the, the Eastern Conference semifinals maybe you know maybe the Wizards creep up there uh the Sixers but the the East is going to be fun to watch this year. Like we said, no LeBron and mm-hmm. um, kind of just a, a shakeup with everything right now. Oh, yeah. And, and the West is just getting even wilder right now. And we saw in preseason practices, we saw getting ready for the season. If uh, you follow the Minnesota Timberwolves right now, or the Timber Bulls, as a lot of people like to call them, with the addition of so many of the, the 2010-2011 Chicago Bulls team, uh, there's there's a little bit of some some chaos right now. <laughs> yep, Derrick Rose. Oh my God, the MVP season. I was just reminiscing about this the other day. That and you could play you could play with them as as that team on NBA 2K18, and that was fun. You got you, the bench mob. We oh my God, getting into that that. How about that? You know what? How about that team? I do want to talk about that right now. Oh my God. Which team are you referring to, Pablo? The uh, the 2010-2011 team that uh, lost in Miami in the Eastern Conference oh, Finals. Oh, man, I actually that went to was... two of those games in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I was... you were at the game where Dwayne Wade was dunked on, yeah, weren't you? Yeah, Todd Gibson, man. I, oh. and I, was, you know, I was all the way up in the nosebleeds, and you know, I grew up a big Bulls fan. And, and you know, this profession kind of uh, turns on you. <laughs> My fandom has definitely kind of... Uh, not gone away, but definitely um, you know, a lot more conservative in terms of, of rooting for teams, but... You know, back mm-hmm. to the back of the Bulls, I grew up a hardcore Bulls fan, and just watching, man, that was crazy just being there live. I was all, you know, like what I said in the nosebleeds, the United Center, it's a, I don't know, I haven't been to many NBA stadiums, but I've, I've been to a handful, and, you know, it's a, I don't know, the United Center, I, you know, I you know, I used to love it. I've had of like, in the middle with it now, you know, there's not really any bad view, but you feel like you're super far away when you are at the top. But, man, when, when Taj, uh, I think the past was that from C.J. Watson? Um, you know, C.J. Watson kind of just fed him the ball right there, and Dwayne Wade was just in a bad spot, and, you know, Todd goes up, and he actually had two really, you know, poster dunks that game that, you know, I'm going to remember forever, and that was a, a huge moment. The, the United Center, the, in terms of atmosphere, you know, that building with all the championships the, the Bulls have won, and, you know, the Stanley Cups in recent memories with, with, with the Blackhawks, it's, you know, so much energy in that building went crazy when when Taj brought that down and man what a good year what a good memory that but unfortunately you know that was the only game they won <laughs> in that series 